Well, if you've got your Bible, let's go to Genesis chapter 32. Genesis 32. And we're going to uh, read a passage of Scripture. Anybody out there who likes wrestling? Uh, WWF fans? Any WWE? Yeah, got a few. Um, there. We're going to talk about wrestling today. You ready for a wrestle? Okay. Uh, Genesis 32 verse 22, and it says, And he arose at night and took his two wives and two female servants, his 11 sons, and crossed over the fort of Jabok. He took them and set them over the brook, and he, and he sent them and sent over what he had. Then Jacob was left alone, and the man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip. And the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him, and he said, let me go for the day breaks. So he said, uh, but he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And he said to him, what is your name? He said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled with God and men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked, saying, tell me your name, I pray. And he said, why is it that you ask about my name? And he blessed him there. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. And just as he crossed over Peniel, uh, the, the sun rose, and he limped on his hip. Therefore, to this day, the children of Israel do not eat the muscle, from, uh, that, that, the muscle that shank, which is on his hip socket, because he touched the socket of Jacob's hip in the muscle that shrank. God, right now, I pray that you'd cause your word to come alive. I thank you, God, for everything that you've released in 2019, the wide open doors, the favor, the blessing, the opportunities. Lord, and we thank you as a church. We are moving forward and we're walking in them. And Lord, right now, I pray that you'd position us in our hearts, Lord, to take hold of everything that you're wanting to release. Lord, we declare 2020 is gonna be a year of overflow. Lord, that we're going to be filled with the fullness of God. Lord, I pray in this place, Lord, that every family would know your blessing. Lord, that they'll know, Lord, you're going ahead of them and, Lord, coming in behind them. Lord, I pray, Lord, just, just where there's difficulty, Lord, that, that you'd come and do the impossible, we pray. Lord, we declare you're a good God. You're true to your word. Lord, and every promise is yes in Christ, and it's amen. Lord, and we take hold of that in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. How many know if there's anything easy, if it comes easy, it's often not of value. Anything that you, you have to fight for, you have to wrestle for, is, is treasured to another level because it took something of you to, to actually receive it. And I believe there's always moments in time that we have where, where God moves and God marks us and, and we're changed forever. And it's, it's often, they often come from this place of, of contention, where you're contending, where, you, where you're wrestling for some, something. And, and some of us, if the truth be known, we've been in a wrestle this year. And, and, it, and for some, it feels like it's been going on for a long time. Here, here Jacob, he wrestled all night. Now, to do something all night is a, is a long time. You know, the other night I got food poisoning and I was up all night throwing up. 
you know, it, it takes, it, it takes, it, it's a long time when you're, when, when you're up and you're awake, when a kid's not going to sleep, or, or when you're studying all night. Anybody done any all-nighters this year? You know, where you study, yeah, a few people out there done all-nighters. You know, all night takes a long time. When you're asleep, it goes really fast. But, but when you're awake and when you're wrestling, man, what, what is short and in other moments becomes an eternity in the, in the next moments. And, you know, so it is when, when, when we're in the middle of a fight. You know, boxing rounds aren't that long, two-minute rounds. But, but for the boxer, it can seem like forever. Is the round going to ever end? And here Jacob, he was wrestling with God all night. And, and in the Scripture, we see that, 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 that they cross over. He sends his family over a river, but he stays on the other side of the river. And the river's name is Jabok. Now, this river appears seven times in Scripture. But on six occasions, when the, the Israelites would come to this river, they're, they're stationed there, but they wouldn't cross over it. I, I really believe this year, and in, in the next season, should I say, there's not much to this year, in the next season, you know, as a church, we're not just going to arrive at the place of destiny. We're going to cross over into destiny. In fact, that's what I feel like the Spirit of God saying for those here who felt like they've wrestled for a long time. I believe that there's coming a time where we're going to cross over in Jesus' name. Uh, there's nothing worse than you know a group of people who get ready to go to the beach. You know they put maybe some surfboards on the roofs. You know they get their swimwear ready and uh, they they drive to the beach, but then they don't even get out of the car. You know, it's like they're prepared for the moment, but they never actually enter into the, in, into the moment. Or, you know, people who, who get in their swimwear, you know, sit around a pool, but they never get in the pool. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of people, you know, when it comes to living the Christian life, they, they arrive, but they never cross over. You know, we need to quit praying for rain and forgetting that umbrella. You know, if it's going to rain, let's actually be prepared for what we're praying for. Let's have an expectation that our God is able to deliver on every promise. You know, if His Word is true, you know, we've got to align our lives to it. It's amazing how many people can pray but never position themselves. I really feel what God is saying. In the next season, we need to position ourselves. See, is He here? Jacob didn't just arrive. He, he crossed over. See, I'm tired of arriving at an answer, you know, with that answer being in arm's reach, but not crossing over into it. Uh, I believe God has something for each and every one of us, you know, that, a place of favor that we've never walked in before. But, but what you've got to understand, to cross over, it's going to take persistence. It's going to take, you know, the, the ability to hold on where others would let go. So some things, you know, even for us to take hold of what God has for us is going to require us to let go, let go of other things. You know, the challenge is, how strong is your grip right now? Going into 2020, you know, I believe we need to strongly, we need to, with a firm grip, hold on to the promises of God. You know, one thing I've found is it's, it's harder uh, to, to start something than it is to keep something going. 
It, it's harder. You know, the law of, of inertia, you know, the laws of momentum would say it's, it's harder to start something, to get something moving, than it is to keep something going. Uh, going into the end of this year, I want to say, uh, don't, don't stop. You know, the danger is we stop and, and then we come into 2020 and we have to start again. One, one thing I've found is when, when it comes to our Christian lives, you never go on holiday from your relationship with Jesus. Come on, you never go on a relationship from your connection with God. A holiday is, is so that we can reconnect even in a greater way. Come on, some of us, you know, we've been living off dial-up for too long. You know, it's like when we have an emergency, when we have a need, we go to back to dial-up days. How many remember those days? You know, the sounds, you know, that would come in before you'd actually connect. Aren't you glad that we've got broadband right now? Yeah, Bron, do I get name here? Some of us have got fiber. It's like some of you wouldn't even know what it is to live without fiber. Yeah, but, but the blessing is in our connection and in the bandwidth. And I, I feel like God's saying in this next season, come on, you need to increase the bandwidth so you can connect with everything that I have for you. This is not a season to let go and just stop. And, you know, it may be a season to pause, but, but in the pausing, you know, it's, it's saying, God, I'm going to go to you for answers. Yeah, I don't want people in Equipage Church coming into 2020. You know, it's almost like we have to get the jumper leads out and, you know, the paddles and boom, wake you up again. Yeah, I'm believing that when we're coming into 2020, we're coming in with momentum. And I believe that momentum, why I know that momentum, you know, actually starts with what we're doing right here today. Uh, right now will determine the momentum that we, le- we, we walk with in, in 2020. And it, it comes down to, to our priorities and, and what we prioritize. Uh, some of us, yeah, we know what it is to wrestle with God. I, I'm just saying my word to you today is just hold on. Uh, don't, don't let go. God, God's got an answer. Uh, this is a place. There's a place of power, provision, and purpose. See, the, the river Jabok, you know, actually Jabok means pouring out. And, and the river Jabok was stationed in between uh, the Dead Sea and the Sea of Galilee. And now the Dead Sea represents death, and the Sea of Galilee represents life. And Jabok is where there was a, a pouring out. You know, you and I have said before us, as it talks about in Deuteronomy chapter 30, you know, life and death is set before us, blessing and cursing. And the Bible says we choose. So in every situation, we've got a choice. We're going to make a decision whether, whether we're going to hold on and see the faithfulness of God or whether we're going to let go. It's a choice. And, and, I, and I like Jacob because he, he said, I'm tired of living in the same place with the same struggles and with the same issues. He said, I'm holding on. I'm not letting go until I see God's blessing. I'm crossing over. Now, I know there's an anointing, there's a calling, and there's a destiny over there. And, and I'm not going to let go until I see it. I, I'm going to contend. And I'm going to stay on this side of the river until I get what I'm believing for. And notice in, in this passage, he sent his family ahead. 
but he's almost saying, before I cross, there's something I need to settle on this side of the river. I want to say, for some of us, there's some things that we need to settle in 2019 before we go into 2020. God has amazing things in 2020. And I'm a great believer is how you leave one season determines how you enter the next season. How you leave this year. And some of us are just going, well, I can't wait to get the end of the year so I can just, you know, block it out of my mind and, and just enter a new season. But what you won't, don't realize is you'll be still carrying stuff from the last season into the next season. That's why it's so important that we end our year well and that we position ourselves to enter 2020. You know, not, not you know, just going in blase, but, but positioned to take hold of everything that God has for us. See, all, all the greats in the Bible wrestled with God. All the greats. Now, the fact that you're in a wrestle means you're in good company. Uh, Abraham had an emotional wrestle match over what he was told to do with Isaac. Talk about that wrestle on the inside. You've got Moses. He, he had an intellectual wrestling match. You know, with God saying, God called him to be a deliverer, but he said, who am I? I can't speak. And, and there was a wrestling match that, that, that went on there. See, see, it's the wrestle that it doesn't force the hand of God, but, but what the wrestle does is it, is it changes you. So, so that when you cross over, you cross over as a different person. And, and that's what happened to Jacob. On one side, he was Jacob. But through the wrestling match with God, he discovered who he really was. Could it be you aren't who you think you are? See, it's only a wrestling match with God that will actually reveal your true identity. See, on one side, he was Jacob, schemer, supplanter. On the other side, he was Israel, prince. And so many of us, you know, are limited right now because we think we're this. But God says, no, you're more than that. And I have something greater for you to do. See, God doesn't see you for who you are. He, he sees you for who you're going to become. He sees you, and, and, and there's a wrestle. You know, the fact that you're in a wrestle right now, come on, you need to thank God because He's doing a work in you. He's forming you. He's shaping you so that you can be in a place where you can handle what He's wanting to release. In fact, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it's a scripture that's often read out at weddings. It's the, the love passage. Anybody know the love passage? Yeah, it gives a great definition on biblical love. Uh, a lot of people, when they think of love, they have the, have the world's definition. They, they have the romantic comedy's definition of love. But, but I love Paul's definition. You know, love is patient, love is kind. You know, love, and it goes through it. But just a few verses after that, Paul goes, when I was a child, he said, I, I spoke like a child. I, I understood like a child. And, 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 I, and I, what was that? Understood like a child. Here, here it is up here. Thought like a child. <laughs> Understood like a child and thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. You know, what he's saying is early on here, childish notions of love. 
but through encountering Christ, you know, his whole understanding changed. And it changed the way he, he spoke, it changed the way he thought, and it changed the, the way he understood. Now, now, those three things, you know, speaking, understanding, and thinking, you know, really determine a lot of our life. When, when it comes to our speaking, what comes out of our mouth is powerful. That's why we're going to watch our words, because the Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue. You know, understanding is really important as well. Because our version of things sometimes is not the right version. In fact, many people's perception becomes their truth. What if you got the wrong perception? And understanding, you know, the Bible says in Proverbs, in all you're getting, get understanding. And then how we think, our, our thinking, you know, Paul talks about that, that when it comes to transformation, you know, we're transformed by the renewing of our mind. So, so our thinking is really important. You know, we've got you know, our speaking, our understanding, and our thinking. I challenge to say that your speaking, your understanding, and your thinking are the system of your life. And Paul said, when I was a child, I, I spoke like a child. I understood like a child, and, and I thought like a child. But now I'm a man. I put away those childish things. It wasn't like he became a man and then he thought differently. He had to make a decision as an adult, I'm no longer going to think like a child. I'm no longer going to speak like a child. Could right now the system of your life be, be inhibiting the growth that you want to see? See, many people today, they can be in adult bodies but still speak like a child. In fact, they say, you know, a child who goes through trauma, uh, one of the things that, that happens is they often think they're the ones to blame. A child experiences a divorce, and they, they think they are the cause of that divorce. That's how a child thinks. It's amazing how many people, you know, still today think that, that situations beyond their control are their fault. Come on, it's amazing how many people are living with guilt even in this place, you know, in this place, and you're living your life based on something that was outside of your control, and you now believe it's your fault. But here's the thing, you, you need a new system, because that system is actually blocking you and stopping you moving forward in God's destiny. And, and if we're to move forward and take hold of everything that God has for us in the next year, you know, our system needs to change. Could it, could it be that our system's too small to handle what God is actually wanting to release? And that's why, you know, for some of us, the greatest wrestle that needs to take place is, is the wrestle that take, uh, takes place with what comes out of our mouth. How, how we understand things, how, how we perceive things. And all you're getting, get understanding. And how we think about things, our thinking. Sometimes we've got to think about what we're thinking about. We don't often do that. But your thinking will determine the direction of your life. What you meditate on, uh, what, what, what you listen to determines what you think about. And, you know, we're, we're going to look, and that system, that's a system. And, and Paul's saying, hey, I've got to put that away. Before we go into the, the next year, what do you need to put away from this year? What, what do you need to push aside? 
Say, I'm not taking that in because that's going to restrict what God wants to release. I like the fact that God's El Shaddai. He's a God of plenty. He's not El Shaddai. He's not asleep when it comes to your need. He's El Shaddai. He's, he's a God of plenty. And I often use this picture, you know, God's like a waterfall. You know, and it's never ending. The waterfall coming over, you go to Hooker Falls, it's just like the volume of water coming over those falls is incredible. Uh, the problem in a lot of places is we stand at the bottom of the falls and we get our cup and we go, God, come and fill my cup, fill my cup. And God's faithful, he comes and fills our cup. And you know, now we, we don't struggle with that addiction, you know, we're saved. And, and we think that's it. You know, God came and filled our cup. Yeah, the challenge now is how many know the water's still flowing? The challenge for each and every one of us is to get a bigger container. Some of us, you know, is that God's filled your cup and, and now your system's too small. Yeah, you actually need to go get a bucket. You know, some of us, God's filled our bucket. We need to go get, you know, a bigger container. You know, pull up a water truck. I don't know. You know, it's just, we need to get a bigger container because God wants to do more. Come on, in 2020, we serve a God of more. Come on, Equippers Church, there's more. We're not going backwards, we're going forwards. But the thing that's gonna restrict us is, is our system. Our system, our system. And it's our system that limits us more than anything else. I love Jacob because he wrestled with God. And in that moment, God touched him. Yeah. In those moments, you know when you wrestle with God because God marks you. I know significant passages in the Bible. When I read them, I'm going like, that wasn't just words. In Psalm 70, where God, David said, God, deliver me hastily. That was a key verse that I held on to in hospital. Where it seemed like, man, there was no end in sight. At that moment, I, I prayed out, God, deliver me hastily. Do a speedy work. I believe there's people in this place. You know, you've been in a wrestle for a long time. And, and, and there's a point where God's saying, no, that's the end of that. And he's going to do a quick work. You need to have faith and belief that it, he's going to do a quick work. Come on, when you go through stuff and you hang on and all as you can hang on to is His Word, that's, that's where God marks you and where, and where He touches you and, and you go from that place, from that situation and, and you walk differently. And God marked Jacob. He touched the hollow in his thigh. The thigh is, is, contains, holds on to the biggest bone. Uh, uh, it's the biggest bone in the body. But notice he didn't touch his little toe. He touched his thigh. See, see, there's a touch that deals with the little issues. But you can't deal with the fruit until you get to the root of the problem. And some of us, you know, have just experienced little touches and we wonder why we go around the merry-go-round. I believe God wants to do something so significant in people's lives that is gonna change the way that you walk forever. That, that you know that you leave differently. And there's moments in God which change the whole trajectory of your life. Some of us, you know, we've been caught in a spin, but God's saying, come on, there's more. More. You've got to engage in the wrestle. You can't let go. There's more. 
You know, and as a result of this touch, Jacob walked with a limp. And to walk with a limp is to favor one side. And it's to realize that it's all in him. If I lean on me, I'm going to fail. You know, it's my success, my prosperity, my family, my salvation. It's all found in him. And I'd fail without him. And we need, and, and need, need that dependency. We're going, God, God, I need you in this moment. See, there's, there's two types of wrestling. Uh, one wrestle is we wrestle against the enemy. The Bible says that our, our wrestle is not against flesh and blood, but, but principalities and powers. Uh, that's what Paul talks about in Ephesians chapter 6 and, and how we've been given weapons. And the weapons of our warfare, what are they? They are mighty in God. And there's good news right there. You know, he hasn't given us a toothbrush to fight the enemy. No, come on. Come on, he's given us something powerful. The weapons of our warfare, what are they? They are, come on, we need to say that with a little bit more conviction right now. Come on, the weapons of our warfare, what are they? They are and mighty in God. So, so they're not just mighty, but they're mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. You know, any fight that we fight up against the enemy, well, we're well equipped. We're well armed and, and the devil's gonna lose. He's on a hiding to nothing. So, so that's the first wrestle that we have. It's a wrestle not against flesh and blood, not against the people around us, but it's a wrestle against principalities and powers. Uh, the second wrestle we have is the wrestle against God. And how many know, if you're wrestling God, you're always gonna lose. It's a fixed fight. Yeah, you're always gonna lose. And, and what's this fight about? This whole fight is to get you to the place of surrender. Where actually you're prepared to surrender. Doing it your own way. Yeah, thinking your own thoughts. It, it's that place. And I like Jacob because he didn't give up. Now, you've you got to think of the overflow of Jacob's life. Jacob had 12 sons. One of his sons was Judah. Who comes from the line of Judah? Jesus comes from the line of Judah. Do you, know, do you know what Israel means? He went from Jacob to Israel, and Israel means simply to wrestle with God. That's what it means, to contend. Come on, if you're in a wrestle right now, you can be encouraged. Great things have come out of a wrestle. Come on, how many would say that in a wrestle or they've been in a wrestle this year? Come on, there's been a wrestle going on. Come on, you're going to get something out of it. You're going to discover the blessing of God if you just hold on. Come on, if you just hold on, you don't give up. Come on, I want you to turn to somebody next to you and say, you need to hold on. You need to hold on. Stay in the fight. Stay in the wrestle. The Bible says in Psalm 34, verse 18, it says, the Lord is near to those who have a broken heart. He's near. And sometimes in the rest of it, it's like, ah, you know, everything, you're, you're holding on and your heart's broken, but God's near. And, and save such as have a contrite spirit. Psalm 51, verse 17 says, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. Just because your heart's broken right now, and you feel like things are falling apart. Yeah, you can be confident God's near and God's in it and He's working for you. 
You just need to hold on. You just need to keep on trusting. You know, those, those who backslide, it's almost like, it's not like they stop believing in God. In fact, you talk to many backsliding Christians, they still believe in God. But somewhere along the line, they just lost hope. You know, it's almost like they still thought like a child. They didn't put away some things. They didn't graduate. They didn't mature in their faith. You know, Jacob had a spirit that wouldn't let go. In Rebecca's womb, and you know, even said that the prophet said there were two nations were fighting. What a poor mum. You know, in the womb, two nations fighting. And Esau comes out first, and, and Jacob's grabbing him by the heel. Esau was red and hairy. That's what the Bible says. Jacob was a heel grabber. Jacob was determined to get his brother's birthright. So much so that he even tricked his father. Uh, goats here. He put goats here on himself and, and went to his father who, whose eyes were growing dim and and. And Isaac feels his arm and he goes, well, it sounds like Jacob, but, but it feels like Esau. Here's the deal. Feelings can lie to you. Feelings can lie to you at any given moment. And some of us right now, well, I'm not feeling it. Oh, I'm not. Uh, feelings can lie to you. That's why you've got to live by your spirit. You've got to hold on to the promise of God. You know, in spite of what you're feeling, well, I'm not feeling, I'm just feeling. No, come on, don't let the devil lie to you. Don't let your feelings lie to you. Come on, be a person who lives with conviction in Jesus' name. Because as people with conviction, they possess the promise. See, if you feel one way and the Word of God is telling you something else, the Word is right. The Word of God is right. Your feelings are wrong. You know, how can, be, how can it be so wrong when it feels so right? You know, I know there's a song, but it, it's like, you know, in the end, the Word of God is right. And you've got to lie in this. There's so many things that, that could get me feeling this and could get me feeling that, but I've got to come back to the Word of God. What did you say, God? What did you promise? Come on, what's been prophetically spoken over my life? What's been prophetically spoken over this church? Because I'm going to believe that promise. I'm going to hold on. I'm not going to give up in Jesus' name. Come on, if we're going to clap, let's give God a big clap of praise. If we could have the musicians up, that would be great. Uh, but you've got to watch the goat because Jacob used the goat to deceive Isaac. But later on, you know, later on, Israel had a son named, named Joseph. And, and we know Joseph, he was the favorite. He was the one who got the dream coat. And his brother hated him and wanted to kill him. But instead, instead of killing him, they threw him into a pit. And they had a little bit of mercy. But what they did was they, they killed a, a goat and dipped his coat and goat's blood, and, and took it back to Jacob, uh, took it back to Isaac to say to Isaac that Joseph's dead. You know, he got fooled by a goat. And one season he was using a goat to fool his father. But now his sons were fooling him with a goat. See, whatever you put out there in life will come back. 
Whatever you put out there, how you operate, it will come back to you one way or another. And, and Jacob found this. You know, the deceiver gets deceived. And, and it doesn't just happen once. He gets deceived by Laban. You know, falls in love with Rachel, works seven years for her, gets married. You know, the wedding night lifts the veil and goes, oh, wrong person. How awkward would that be? It, it gets ugly. It gets really ugly. So much so that, that, that he works another seven years because he wants Rachel. I, I love this though. Even though, he's saying, even though where I've messed up, and the fact of the matter is we've all messed up at some point in time. Even though I've messed up, I'm not going to let go. He worked 14 years for his wife. 14 years for the woman he loved. Oh, that's a romantic story right there. But it's because he, of his deception. He deceived, the, the, the deceiver got deceived himself. And there's seasons and times where we, we mess up and we go off the rails. But in those moments, we've got to say, God, I'm not giving up. I'm not just going to arrive at my promise. I'm not just going to stand at the edge of the river and watch other people cross over. God, I've got a determination in my, my own spirit. I'm going to cross over. And I'm going to the other side different. I'm not going into 2020 the same person I was in 2019. Come on, this holiday season, I'm saying, if you need to wrestle with God, wrestle with God. Come on, if you've got some unfinished business that you need to leave in 2019, come on, set aside some time to do that business. Because you know, there's nothing worse than just repeat years. Repeat years. I know we have shows that repeat friends. How many times can you watch friends? It's like happy days. Um, you know, what's some other shows? Hogan's Heroes, uh, you know, MASH. Uh, now I'm going way back right now. Um, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air is like, uh, you can watch that many times. But, but you know, repeats are all right. But God has something new. And to take hold of the new, you've got to let go of the old. Let go of old ways of thinking. God wants to do a new work in Jesus' name. Come on, something new. I believe for business people here, you know, you need to upgrade your system. What can limit you in your next season is not things that are outside of you. It's your speaking, it's your understanding, and it's your thinking. Where does your speaking, where does your understanding need to grow? You know, are you still thinking the same way you thought about things as what you did 10 years ago? If you are, you've got a limited system. It's the same when it comes to marriages and relationships. Come on, let's not just let things happen. Let's make sure we're progressing, we're building, we're, we're developing. God wants to do more. We can't stand at the bottom with our little teacup. Got to get a bigger container. He wants to fill us with the fullness of God. He wants to bring an overflow to our life. But just give Him the room and the permission to do so. You need to hold on. I just really feel, sometimes it's just like, uh, you, 
You've got to know, when you lay hold of God, God lays hold of you. It's not just a, a little connection. You know, if I put my hands together like this and pull my elbows apart, it's pretty hard to keep them together. But if there's two people laying hold, so it's not just you holding on. Here's the good news this morning is God's holding on to you. When you lay hold of Him, He lays hold of you. And you, the pressure comes on, you try and pull this apart. It's impossible. And I want to say today, you can be confident that God's with you. And he's, He hasn't let you go. And His promises are going to come to pass. And He's going to make a way where there's no way. And that you're crossing over into a whole new season in God. We believe that God right now, I pray that you come and minister. Lord, even right now, coming into the end of the year, people, where people are tired, frustrated, and they've been in a wrestle. I pray their grip would get stronger. I thank you, God, that you have more. You have something greater for each and every one of us. Lord, we say together as a community, we don't want to camp where we are. We want to move forward in Jesus' name. We want to take territory for the kingdom. We want to see you move on our behalf. And Lord, again, we just say, Lord, our lives are totally yours. And we trust you. In Jesus' name.